Hey guys, it's Omar Khan, co-founder of Theta Trading Co. We teach people how to trade options to generate significant income on the side, and it takes as little as 30 minutes a day or less. Uh, that's pretty attractive. I've personally been using this trading strategy for the last 20 years and really refined it down over the years. It's allowed me to generate enough down payments to buy over 30 plus properties in the GTA and why you can do it as well. The only thing stopping you is you. As long as you have an open mind and you're willing to learn, I believe that any single person can learn how to do this. I'm here to let you know that we have a weekend course coming up on the weekend of March 28th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. It's full two days, nine and a half hours each day where we teach you everything there is to know from the beginning of how the stock market works to the end of day two, where you'll understand how to profitably trade options for yourself on a go forward basis. Our courses normally do sell out. So I would encourage you to, uh, to, to book uh, quickly. All the three courses we've done so far have been sold out or very near sold out. And if this sounds too good to be true, it's just a matter of the fact that most people will never understand this skill. How to make such decent returns in a short time span. But once you understand the concept, you'll know why it works. Uh, just to give an example, one student we had that took the course in January that made, has already made over $6,000 in their first two weeks uh, with zero stock trading experience. We've had people from all walks of life, from teachers to truck drivers, to lawyers, to doctors, to accountants, and anything in between that you can think of. So don't think that, hey, I, don't, I couldn't learn this. No, you can definitely learn this. It's all a matter of putting the effort. Uh, we have a special offer today for Breakthrough Real Estate Podcast listeners, and we're offering a $500 discount to our next live weekend course on the weekend of March 28th and 29th, Saturday and Sunday at the University of Toronto, Mississauga, taught by yours truly and my best friend and co-founder, Matthew Todman. If you're interested in taking this course, just go to 30minutestocktrader.com. That's 30minutestocktrader.com and use the code Breakthrough to get $500 off our next live weekend course. The website again is 30, the number's 30, minutestocktrader.com. Use the discount code BREAKTHROUGH for $500 off. We strongly encourage you to uh, attend. I promise you the knowledge will change your life financially forever. Thank you. Hi, this is Dion Baig from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, episode 107. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sandy, how are you? I'm amazing. Yourself? You're here again. I'm not used to not doing the intro myself, so yeah. it's a little bit weird to just come on and be like, well, hi, how are you? So what's new? Hmm, what's new? We are uh, hmm. closing on a 12 unit soon. That's new. 
I don't think I mentioned that yet. That's coming up in the next uh, few weeks or a couple of weeks. So we're organizing some things with that. That's kind of kind of exciting. Big, probably a couple of year project. Nice, nice, nice. Well, you have to update us on that when you close and when things get underway. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too big uh, as far as real estate investing goes. I am. Uh, I've been talking about this forever, but that closing on my sixplex got pushed back. So that's not closing until April now. Um, other than that, I'm looking, just looking for deals. If anyone has deals, call me. <laughs> After calling me. No, call me first and, uh, and then we'll pass it off to Sandy. We'll both make a couple of bucks and pass it off. We could probably Sandy. do a whole show going back and forth on that one. <laughs> no, call me first. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay, so everyone listening should go over to our website, BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. There you can um, listen to all the shows we put out. And last 104 episodes are there for you to listen to and uh, learn from all of our guests and also pick up our free report, right, Sandy? Yeah, free report, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estates. And uh, when you do get on that, you do get on our email list. You'll hear about all the upcoming episodes. You'll hear about some events going on. Rob does a lot of property tours. You can always go out and check those out. You'll hear about those and uh, a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So go jump on that list and get your free report and then go leave us a review. We'd always love that. Some comments on our website or a review on, on iTunes primarily. Rob, anything new going on there? Uh, not today. No, we haven't had any. I just read the last three on the last uh, show that we did. So we haven't had any there. So that is your cue, everyone listening, to get out there and leave us a review because every one of them helps us get up there in the ranks in iTunes and also helps us get recognized by guests and, uh, and just all kinds of good stuff gets us out there to more listeners as well. So get over there and leave us a rating and review and, uh, and let us know anything that you like or don't like or want to hear that we haven't covered. Um, I think now everyone should be pretty happy with our audio. I know we have glitches every now and then, but I think the audio sounds a lot better than it used to. That, that oh, hopefully it's been, it's been six years in the making. <laughs> well, the reason we're getting better is because that's our number one complaint, right? Everyone calls in yeah. and says great content, but the, the, the sound is terrible. Yeah. So I think we have uh, fixed all that. So we've got two awesome guests uh, standing by. I think we should get to them. Anything new, anything else new? No, no, no. Let's get to it. Today, we are joined by Jason Lowe and Peter Lount. They are going to show us how anything you do, including real estate investing, is improved with the process of becoming your own banker through the implementation of the infinite banking concept. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. It's uh, great to be with you and with your listening audience. Awesome. So I'm going to go through a couple intros here for you guys, and then uh, then we can get into some uh, some questions here. So. Sure. Jason Lowe is the founder and the founder of Ascendant Financial Inc., highly regarded coach, speaker, and advisor to individuals and business owners nationwide. Uh, he's recognized as one of Canada's top overall advisors and author of several publications. Jason's delivered hundreds of presentations to the public, appeared on countless stages and interviews, and he's internationally recognized as one of the leading educators and implementers of Becoming Your Own Banker, the infinite banking concept. Uh, then we've got Peter, also standby. Peter. Started his real estate investing journey by house hacking back in 2001. And he's owned several uh, single and dual family homes before settling in on partnerships in apartment buildings and commercial properties. And it was his pursuit of making his real estate investing more resilient that he found Jason and his team. And after being a client for two years, Jason, uh, Peter and Jason joined 
uh, or Peter joined Jason's team at Ascendant Financial in feeling it was time to connect with fellow real estate investors and becoming entrepreneurs or, or and entrepreneurs to teach them how infinite banking could add a strong foundation in pursuit of reaching their goals. So again, welcome to the show, guys. Anything to add to those, uh, those intros? Oh, I think uh, the intros that we scripted were perfect. <laughs> people, you know, people listening are, are thinking, okay, let's go. Let's get on yeah. with it. Uh, uh, but no, thank you. Uh, sincerely, thank you again for, for having us as guests. And we're really happy to be with you and your audience. Yeah, thanks for being on. Hi, Peter. Hello. Yeah, as a, as a longtime listener to you guys, you guys are all part of my journey too, for sure. Um, obviously, Jason, most more recently, but uh, having listened to you guys for a number of years, it's, it's pretty cool to be on the show too. Well, thanks for being here. So let's start off with uh, our typical first question is, tell us a little bit about your real estate investing journey so far. How did you get here and, and where'd you start from? I guess we'll go ahead, Peter. Let's start with you. Sure. Yeah. So I think covered a lot of it in really in the, uh, the intro part, but, um, yeah, I was, uh, going down the road in terms of being, uh, you know, living the corporate dream and I bought my first house. And so the house hacking part is it ended up, uh, getting a, a colleague and a friend joined and, uh, rented out the house along that I owned, helped pay for the mortgage and kind of got me going. Um, you know, and then from there, uh, I, I still had that bug. I knew that there was something that had happened on my side. So I thought real estate was going to be the way. And certainly um, that's where I went. I uh, ended up uh, getting a, um, I started with a, a duplex, like a semi-detached duplex with a couple renters in that uh, seemed to cash flow pretty well. And then went to a condo and then just hungry for more. And that's where I, you know, it was all part of, you know, going back to rich dad, poor dad, and just, you know, podcasts and books and all that, um, became hungry for more. And then, um, grew that into where I was, you know, to scale it out. I knew I had to do something a little bit more and, um, and through just going to meetings and, um, talking to people ended up, uh, uh, it ended up being someone who was, a who I've known for a long, quite a long time, allowed me into his partnership to, uh, to get into apartment buildings um, where I didn't have the day-to-day um, worrying about that call on a Sunday afternoon that all oh, the furnace isn't working, et cetera. Um, at this point, I'm really now more a passive investor. And that's led me to, to really, to this point where I, um, you know, I wanted to do more. And through that research, going through podcasts like, haven't gone through all yours. I was going to podcasts in the States, listening to some of those. And I heard someone talk about infinite banking and I wanted to know more. And that's um, how I ended up finding Jason. So it's come full circle. Awesome. Uh, Jason, you want to take us a little bit through your journey? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you for asking. I purchased, oh gosh, this is going back to 2000 when I purchased my first uh, condo And that was really the, I guess, the niche that I chose for my real estate investing journey. And how I got introduced to that was, so there were a group of uh, individuals that that I worked with and worked for, and they were achieving really good success in their real estate investment activity. And they invited me to participate in that process. And so the first property I got, I put a $4,000 down payment and it was part of a rental pool 
and I got bit by the real estate bug. And so I thought, wow, this is, this is fantastic. You know, I, the, the tenants are screened, their, the rent checks just come in, everything is perfect, I wanna do more of it. And so I started to obviously create more leverage and purchase more properties. Uh, I was introduced at that time to a gentleman named Don Campbell and uh, joined uh, his real estate investment network at that time. And we uh, ended up acquiring 13 properties in total. And then in July of 2008, I was introduced to what we now know to be the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, and everything changed for me. And so when I was an active real estate investor, I really, I loved owning those assets, but I really didn't understand that I truly didn't own them. And so the, the stream of payments that was coming back was just a little bit more than what was necessary to offset the expenses associated with carrying those assets. And I was worried about tenant issues and vacancy issues and all those things that came up. And what changed for me in implementing this process of becoming your own banker is it's created a very peaceful, stress-free financial existence where I can participate in opportunity that comes my way, but I don't have to rely any longer on the use of or the necessity of a commercial bank because that puts me now in a position of total and absolute control. I really enjoyed my real estate investing journey, but today I don't purchase or get involved in real estate the way that I used to. I am getting involved in real estate from a financing function, but not from a go out and purchase property function. I'm, I'm providing capital and controlling the repayment schedule of that capital. And I still have title to, to property. And so that is just a different way for me to go about achieving success in the area of real estate. And the real estate investors that we meet with uh, practically every single day, when they catch this process, when they really understand how this process can be an advantage for them, they, they can't get enough of it. Well, it's come up a few times over the past few years uh, in my world, and I am very excited to hear more about this process because there are a few people that I've met and have taken off running, and they are very, very excited about it. So oh, explain good. a little bit about how this concept works, becoming your own banker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the essence of becoming your own banker is really to recapture the interest and to recapture the payments that you would have otherwise been obligated to transfer away from you by making those mortgage payments or making those credit card payments or those personal lines of credit or whatever instruments that people are using to access capital to go and purchase real estate. It all began with this book titled Becoming Your Own Banker, which was authored by R. Nelson Nash, who uh, he, I was blessed beyond the definition of good fortune. He mentored me personally uh, for several years before he passed away, sadly, uh, in March of last year. He was 88 uh, years young and he had been practicing this process for several decades. And I just want to share with listeners that the reason this process was created was back in the early 1980s, R. Nelson Nash found himself owing a half a million dollars in mortgage debt on real estate investment. And interest rates peaked at just above 21.5%. And so for him, that meant over $60,000 a year just in interest payments alone. 
And so while all the financial gurus were explaining to him at that time, hey, you need to go out and acquire property. You need to go out and purchase real estate. This is a great way to build wealth. Nobody told him or talked to him about what happens when the interest rate lever goes the other way. And so this process was born out of necessity because he had to get himself out of that jam and he knew that he couldn't sell the property. He thought to himself, what fool would purchase property from me when interest rates are peaking at 21.5%? So it took him 13 years to get himself out of that financial mess by implementing this process. And the way that he went about doing it, he already had the tools. He just didn't have the process. The tool is a system or a uh, dividend paying participating whole life insurance policy or a system of policies. And these contracts are only the tool that's used to implement the process. He had accumulated significant amounts of cash value inside of these contracts. And he was able to use that cash value as collateral for loans from the insurance company at 8%. So the bank was looking for 21 and a half. He could access capital at eight. So that made sense to him. He had the epiphany and said, listen, I've already got the tools that I need to get myself out of this mess that I'm in. He was able to access policy loans from the insurance company. And just so your listeners are aware, a policy loan is unstructured. So when you request that loan from the insurance company, the insurance company is not requiring a repayment schedule, nor are they dictating a repayment schedule because the insurance company itself is guaranteeing the collateral for the loan. So they don't need to structure a loan repayment. They know that the owner of the policy is going to repay that loan on their own schedule or the death benefit of the insurance contract is going to extinguish that loan balance when the life insured dies. So Nelson was able to get rid of what he called the snakes and dragons. And since that time and prior to his passing, him and his wife, Mary, did not see a commercial bank for 30 years other than for the convenience of debit. And so that puts a person in a position of total and absolute control as it relates to the financing function. Because you can't get a better rate of return doing anything on the planet if you don't control the banking function. And so that's what this wonderful book, it's a 92-page it's a read. It uh, takes just the better part of less than an afternoon to get through. And we are going to provide uh, an irresistible uh, benefit and value to your listeners today. So stay tuned on the show because we're going to share that. Uh, stay with us till the end. And uh, we're going to provide you with a package that is just going to blow your mind. Very, very good. So let's, let's break this down a little bit more. Let's sure. go into like, let, so I'm interested in this, right? How do you... Good. Uh, you you just did a broad overview, but let's sort of break down each piece so that it's more digestible for the people that are listening. Sure. Well, do you I mind if I share? Do you mind if I share a real example? Go ahead. Would that be okay? So let me take you back to April of two thousand and eight, and you could still get forty year amortizations on mortgages back in April of eight. And at that time, my wife, Rebecca, and I, we just moved back to uh, Leduc, Alberta, where we still reside today. And I was on an international work assignment in Florida, where I also purchased some real estate in the state of Florida. And so we moved back to Leduc, Alberta, and we purchased the, the residence. Uh, it was a show home, a builder's show home. 
And after the down payment, the mortgage on that property was about $427,000. Now the interest rates were fantastic at that time. Uh, prior to citizens being acquired by their mortgage portfolio being acquired by TD Bank, our interest rate was 2.68%, if my memory serves me correctly. So we were making a payment of about 1,692 bucks a month, and we were sending an extra $200 a month to the bank thinking that we were doing something advantageous for us. But all that we were doing was increasing the margin of safety for the bank, not for us. We were saying, listen, hey bank, you don't need to go lend someone else money. We're gonna send you more than what you're calling for. We're gonna increase your margin of safety. And we know that in real estate, we hear the words location, location, location. And what we talk to real estate investors about all the time is it's all about the location of the equity, the location of the equity, the location of the equity. So let me get back to the specific example. So a 40 year amortization on the mortgage, we did not know anything about becoming your own banker at that time until July of that same year. And that's when everything changed for us. We began to uh, purchase the tool that was necessary to implement the process. So we began to purchase dividend paying participating whole life insurance contracts from a mutual life insurance company. And in Canada, uh, Canada's largest mutual life insurance company. And immediately we created death benefit. So it, it is a life insurance contract, but you don't have to die to win. The moment that that contract was put into place, it started to accumulate cash value on a daily basis. And the insurance company contractually guarantees that the total cash value will match the total death benefit by age 100 of the life that is insured. And so every single day, regardless of what was happening in the stock market, the real estate market, whatever economic cycle we were in at that time, the cash values in the policies were rising daily. We began to access policy loans. We would go down to the TD Bank branch and we would say, hey, we'd like you to take this lump sum of $20,000 and we want you to put that money down toward the principal balance of the mortgage. So immediately the principal balance of the mortgage dropped, but our payment stayed the same. So every future payment that we were making was more financially valuable to us because it was accelerating the repayment of principal much faster than the original amortization schedule. And all the while, our cash value was rising inside of the policies because when you take a loan, you're not interrupting the daily growth of any of your own cash value. The cash value only serves as collateral for the loan. So now I've got a mortgage balance that is decreasing, a cash value balance that is increasing, and I haven't changed my cash flow because my mortgage payment each month remained the same during that term. Every future payment became more financially valuable to Rebecca and I. We took a 40-year amortized mortgage and we got rid of the bank in seven years. Now at the end of that seven-year period, we were no longer contractually obligated to send a monthly payment to TD Bank because they were out of the picture now. We had a policy loan balance of about 220,000. So the 1,892 bucks a month that we were originally sending away from our family, we could never spend it again. We couldn't use any of that to invest in more real estate. It was a permanent transfer of money away from our family well, that money's coming back to our family every month. And we moved since then into our dream home and we've leased out the property that I'm describing to you now. So now we have tenants who are 
sending us over $2,000 a month. And guess where that money's going? It's going right back into our system so that we can utilize that money for opportunity that surely appears. When you have ready access capital, you become an opportunity magnet. And so I've since acquired other businesses. We have an Amazon resale business that's producing six figures a month. We've uh, acquired a pack and prep ship company. We, now all of these opportunities were made possible because of the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. And I get so excited about it because if you're a real estate investor, what do you want? You purchase the real estate for a deferred benefit. Well, why defer the benefit? Let's increase your cash flow. Let's get more money coming back to you so that you can become an opportunity magnet and you can go and take advantage of opportunity in your niche. And if that's real estate investing, fantastic. Isn't that good? That's great. And I would imagine for most people here, it is going to be real estate investing. And that's absolutely exciting for them. They're going to have as big of a smile on their face as you do, I think. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if I could just share with you guys now, first of all, I love, love educating people, especially on podcasts. Look, you're going to need the use of money for the rest of your lifetime. But all of us gentlemen, we can agree on that. And in order for transactions to happen, like the purchase of real estate, money has to flow from one supply source to another in a relatively short time frame. Otherwise, nothing happens. Here's the difference between someone who's a real estate investor practicing this process and someone who's a real estate investor who's not. If you're not practicing this process, you're penalizing yourself and you don't even realize it. Because even if your property is cash flowing positive, where is that money residing? In someone else's bank. With the bank, yeah. Right. And so when that money shows up into someone else's bank, and I'll say that again, someone else's bank, you are handing control over the motion of that money over to someone else who thinks they can do better with it than you can. And so the person who's implemented the process has the money flowing back to their own system that they control. And when opportunity shows up, which it will most definitely show up when you have ready access capital, opportunity will track you down. I guarantee it. You can take advantage of that opportunity and you don't have to go through any lengthy, nosy uh, loan applications. You don't have to provide 7,500 years of financial statements and you don't have to qualify for the loan. You don't have to uh, explain why you need the capital. There's no um, lengthy, nosy credit checks or anything. There's no personal guarantees. So all of those stressors and um, you know, elements of a process that you don't control, that creates anxiety and stress. And then when the interest rate lever goes the other way, panic sets in. Whereas when you become your own banker and the interest rate lever goes the other way, it works in your favor. And so for people who are listening, who are active real estate investors, brand new to their journey in real estate, remember one thing that is so fundamentally important. Interest rates go up, interest rates go down, economic cycles are good, economic cycles are bad, real estate markets go through a very predictable uh, cycle, but the process of banking goes on no matter what. And so if you ask yourself, who is the banker in your life today? If it isn't you, it should be. And this process of becoming your own banker enables you 
to take control of that function. Isn't that good? That's great. Um, real quickly, so is there any reason why why the insurance company would call the loan to be paid back ever? Yes, if the life insured died. That's the only time. That's the only time. So going back to the tool, because I really want to make sure that I plant uh, the appropriate you know, seeds with your listeners to understand that there's a process, which is becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. And then there's a product, which is the dividend paying participating whole life insurance policy, or ideally a system of policies. We have 46 policies in our family banking system. We put over $360,000 a year through our system. We recapture all of our personal and corporate overhead through our own system. That creates a very peaceful, stress-free financial existence. Now, when we access policy loans, we have every intention of repaying them because if we would have accessed the money from a commercial bank, then the commercial bank would have structured the loan. The bank structures the repayment schedule, the interest rate, the amortization period, et cetera. So when you become your own banker, guess who's in the driver's seat of structuring the loan repayment? So you can just repay that loan whenever like a chunk of money comes in, you can say, no, I'm going to dump that back onto the loan. You got it. And so that when, when you are in a position of total and absolute control, then things like interest rates just don't matter because this is not the process of becoming your own banker is not a function of interest rates. It's not a, it's not about addressing the yield of an investment. It's all about how you finance the things in your life, which can certainly include investments, but this is all about taking control of that banking function as it relates to your needs. And whether you decide to own policies personally, or you decide to own policies corporately, which in Canada is, you can go in either direction. They can be personally owned or corporately owned. It is so, so go ahead. So what I was going to ask you then is let's, let's take a worst case scenario here and let's say something happens to you tomorrow. Yes. Who's your family on the hook for and how would they go about repaying it? That's a really good question. So God forbid, if the unthinkable happened to me, the death benefits of the insurance policies are going to extinguish any existing loan balance immediately. Right. And then the net death benefit proceeds are going to be paid to my beneficiaries income tax free. There's no taxable event triggered as a result of the payment of the death benefit proceeds. Now, envision that as a real estate investor. So Peter and I were dealing with uh, a few real estate investors here recently who are joint venture partners. And God forbid, if the unthinkable happened to either one of them, they are jointly and severally liable for the mortgage debt on those properties to the tune of almost 3 million bucks. Where's that money going to come from if the surviving joint venture partner doesn't have the capacity and, and doesn't qualify to maintain the financing on those properties. The way that they're structured going forward is that not only are they going to be able to take advantage of all the benefits that I just described to your listeners, but heaven forbid, if either one of them passed away, then the death benefit will extinguish any of the loan balances and there'll be more than enough net proceeds to wipe out the remaining mortgage balances on all of that investment real estate. And so we didn't change the objective, but which that was only, to keep- That only happens over a period of time where the, where the dividends build up. 
if it, it if if they took out the policy today, yeah. let's let's say they're halfway to the policy yeah. paying out. It's full of yeah. it, right. Let's say it's a million dollars. Yeah. So if they've got access to five hundred thousand dollars, right, and they've spent it, so essentially, if they were to pass away the next day, well, yeah. there's no money to pay out that loan. No, right? there is. There is. So the the insurance company will only permit you to use as collateral 90% of the total cash value of the policy at any time. And so to give you an example, if we created a policy on your life today and it had a $3 million starting death benefit, the cash value in that policy is going to begin rising immediately. But on day one, the only benefit to you is the death benefit. There's very little cash value in that policy on day one. Right. This is a process that, let, let me ask you this. When you speak to, or you're a real estate investor yourself, mm-hmm. and your, your plan might be or not, when I first got into real estate, I purchased property thinking, you know what, 25 years from now, these properties are going to be paid off. And so you already understand how to think long range, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so all the while, if you had a, an aquarium of capital, that allowed you to take advantage of other opportunities to make your real estate program even better, that puts you at an advantage when compared to someone who's not doing that. And if you died at any point along the way, I don't know when you're going to die, but I know that everybody has a best before date. And when that day comes, and it will come for everybody who's listening, if you have an abundance of tax-free death benefit that shows up exactly when it's needed the most, does that put your surviving joint venture partners or your surviving family members at an advantage or a disadvantage? Well, I guess like anything else, you have to be smart when you're using the policy money. Agreed. Right? Like, Agreed. That's what the bottom line is. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like anything. You got to go into it with a responsible, uh, planned out mindset, I suppose. Well, it, let me expand on that. You need to go into it with a coach. And so you need someone who is practicing this process who's an authorized practitioner with the Nelson Nash Institute, somebody who's experienced, who practices this themselves. So for your listeners, if they're interacting or speaking to someone about this concept, it would be important, really valuable for them to ask the person that they're speaking with, can you show me your own program? I'd like to see how you're utilizing this process in your life. And are you an authorized practitioner with the Nelson Nash Institute? And How long have you been implementing this process? Do you do it personally, corporately, both? It's so important to work with a good coach. And I'll just, not to be braggadocious or anything, but at Ascendant Financial, we are the very best at this because this is what we do. We specialize in educating the general public about this concept and have been doing so for the past 12 years. But I agree with you. I agree with your point completely because if you put the best tool for the job in the hands of someone who doesn't know how to use it, not only are they not going to turn out any good work with the tool, they're likely going to break the tool. And so it's really important to to have a good coach to help you through that. And I agree with your point completely. You have to be responsible. This is an interesting topic. This is great. I think uh, this is something we've never talked about before. So this is is unique. Um, We've talked about already advantages of real estate investors. You have some notes here around uh, how they, really gives them a 72% more um, or implements a, yeah, they can earn 72% more through this. What's the, 
What's the I, logic behind that? I, I think I did the math wrong on that one. <laughs> it's actually higher. Um, so, so think about it from, from this uh, vantage point. If, if you're able to, if you were comfortable initially when you purchased that, that property, and if you say, hey, look, you know, I'm completely comfortable with a long-term hold on this uh, property. I know that gradually over a period of time, uh, the principal balance of the mortgage is going to go down. My cash flows are going to go up. If you can speed up that process, we're not changing your objective, which is to increase cash flow and to create more opportunity and to enable you to expand your real estate program. We're just changing the process that you're going about achieving that objective. And the return truly, uh, truly becomes infinite because you're the one that's in a position <coughs> of total and absolute control as it relates to the financing function. If now, 12 years into my journey, if I looked at a property that was $400,000 today, I can acquire that property by accessing a policy loan from the insurance company. I don't have to go to a commercial bank. I don't have to speak to a fat cat banker who wants to pepper spray me with 58 million questions about every financial transaction I've ever been engaged in over the course of my lifetime. All the insurance company asks me is, would you like us to electronically deposit the money into your checking account or can we mail you a check? That's it. And so for me, I get to take advantage of opportunity. I don't have to wait. And we can all agree money doesn't wait. When there's opportunity, you've got to pounce on it. And if you're dependent upon the commercial banks and I'm not, that puts me at an advantage. And we want to put your listeners at an advantage. So let's really quickly go through, and I know it's different for everybody, but let's really quickly go through um, what the policy might look like for someone. Let's say, let's say Sandy wants to get a policy. Okay. You, you threw out the number $3 million. Um, so is that a typical, is that typically what it would look like on the, as a death benefit for no, no. Okay. So um, first of all, uh, thank you for asking us to do that. That's really, really going to be helpful for your listeners. So where we, where we would begin is we would first begin with clearly defining a financial objective that Sandy wants to achieve. And so if Sandy said, hey, listen, uh, and again, Sandy, just to keep this real simple, Sandy says, hey, I've got one piece of investment real estate and my current trajectory was that it was going to be paid off in 25 years. I would like to achieve that in 10 years. Okay, that's a very clearly defined financial objective. What we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to engineer the policy and we'll sit down with Sandy and we'll say, Sandy, based on what you've defined as your objective, this is the amount of premium that you would need to deposit into this policy on an annual basis or a monthly basis, whatever's more convenient for you. This is the amount of premium that must go into your system in order for you to achieve that objective. So let's say, for example, if, um, if that was 20,000 a year in premium, I'm just picking an arbitrary number here, Sandy. We have clients that put in as little as 100 a month. We have clients that put in six figures every month. And so if you're somewhere in between those two numbers, we, we can help you. But we sit down with Sandy and Sandy says, well, you know what, 20,000 is not really going to work for me based on how I'm structured financially. I can put 15,000 a year into the policy. Well, we go back, we engineer it again, and then we come back to Sandy and we say, well, based on that change of deposit, it's gonna take you 13 years to achieve the objective. 
So we work backward from a financial objective, not a death benefit. The moment that the premium is put into the policy, there's a starting death benefit that's triggered instantly. And then that death benefit rises every single year. And uh, it's also participating. So you participate in the divisible surplus or the profit generated by the insurance company because you, when you have a policy, you are a part owner of that insurance company. And so the divisible profit is distributed only to the participating policyholders. And so that's another added advantage. But from a process standpoint, we're not moving forward with Sandy or anyone else until a few things have happened. One, you've got to read the book, Becoming Your Own Banker. That's step one. Step two, you've got to meet with a coach, somebody who understands how to implement this process. We have to make sure that you have clarity on the concept, that you get all your questions answered, much like what Rob is asking, and that you don't do anything at all with this concept unless you have complete clarity. And so when we go through that consultative process with a prospective client, there's no solicitation. We're not asking you to buy anything. We're not trying to back you into a corner or twist your arm to, to do this. Once you catch this, you're going to know exactly what to do. And we're going to be here to help you. And then once we implement it, we meet with our clients once every six months. We provide that ongoing coaching and mentoring. And there's no fee for that service. The insurance company itself remunerates us for the placement of those contracts. And we are extremely well paid uh, for what we do. So we don't charge any additional fees for the ongoing coaching, mentoring that we provide our clients. Okay, so so basically what you're describing here is, is a life insurance policy like anyone should have anyway, mm -hmm. catered to you that you can that you can go out and use for your benefit at the same time. Almost. So you're correct on the policy, but we're also, what we're really talking about is a system of policy. So again, just to refresh for your listeners, that's the tool. That's the tool to get the job done. The process is what you need to be coached and mentored on. So we're dealing with two very distinct things here. We're dealing with a tool and we're dealing with a process. We put a coach right in the middle and we say, listen, we're going to help you learn how to use this tool to implement a process. The function of banking is a process. It's not a product. And everyone listening banks and they have to deal with that function in their life on a daily basis. When you pay for fuel, when you pay the property taxes on your real estate investment portfolio, when you pay the house insurance, the car insurance, all of those transactions presently for your listeners involve a permanent transfer of money away from them. You can't spend that money again. You can't earn interest on that money again. It's permanently transferred away from you. The process of becoming your own banker is reversing the flow of that so the money comes back to you and you get to redeploy it and you get to multiply it. And we, I haven't had a single client contact me in the last 12 years to tell me that they were upset that their cash values and their contracts kept rising every day. Not one. <laughs> Isn't that good? Well, there's still a few more years. Shocking, yeah. Shocking they wouldn't be upset. <laughs> and this isn't anything new, guys. The tool. The tool's been in existence in Canada since 1847. So the tool itself is nothing new. What Nelson did such a great job of in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, is he described how to implement a process and that this particular tool was the best tool for the job. 
but you need a coach to teach you how to use the tool. You mentioned personal and corporate. Can you just maybe briefly, can you go over what, what would be the reason someone would do one versus the other? I don't know, tax, tax implications maybe. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff, but maybe. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Briefly absolutely. go over thank, that a little bit. Thank you for asking that. Um, you know, and, and just, of course, uh, disclaimer, I am not a chartered accountant. I'm, I'm not providing any tax advice or anything. Uh, please consult with your own CPA. But one of the things that we work with with our clients on a daily basis, so we have, uh, so a gentleman named Frank Abate, he's a chartered accountant, he's a trust and estate planner, he works in the financial uh, industry, and he works with advisors, um, including advisors on our team. And one of the things that he does a brilliant job helping us to explain is that in 2018, there were changes to the federal budget that um, created some anxiety for people who own uh, professional service corporations for people who own operating companies, people who maybe have assets inside of a holding company, and people who are worried about the passive investment income rules. And I'll just say just briefly for your listeners, it of course requires an expanded conversation, is that the insurance contracts that we're talking about, they are not captured by the passive investment income rules. All of the daily growth of cash value attracts zero tax. And when the life insurer dies in a corporate situation, that gives rise to what's called a capital dividend account, where the proceeds along with other assets in the corporation can come out of the corporation without triggering a taxable event. And so for folks who are listening who are corporate owners, um, this is a process you definitely want to investigate because it's not only going to create uh, a much larger asset on your balance sheet, it's also going to minimize tax. And so for, for most people who are listening, uh, those are two things that really are appealing because if you have financial objectives and you need capital to achieve them, if we keep more capital available to you, your business, uh, that creates a, a big advantage for you when compared to other people in your industry or business that don't have that advantage. And so thank you for asking, that's a great question. Part of our consultative process when we're dealing with a corporate owner is we do engage the services of a gentleman like Frank Abate, who is a chartered accountant by trade. And um, it's always good to have one CPA talking to another to make sure that uh, you know, all those check boxes are, are uh, you know, reviewed and talked about. So are there a few other resources that you can suggest for people who are interested in learning more about this? Yes. Uh, would it be okay if I shared uh, an irresistible offer with your listening audience? Would that be okay? Sure. All right. Drum roll, or do you guys have like sound effects or something where we can create a little, little bit of, little bit of build up? Irresistible <laughs> offer. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so one of the one of the amazing um, resources that we provide is something that we've named uh, the Banker's Vault. And so this is, um, it's a beautiful package of reading material. And there's also a list of audio uh, resources that we would share with your listeners, very specific podcasts that are geared to the concept that people can go and, and uh, you know, binge listen to. Um, the, the Banker's Vault itself, it retails for 150 bucks. And we want to offer that Banker's Vault to your listeners for $98, including shipping. So we'll get it right to their front door. It includes a copy of R. Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. It also includes a copy 
of the case for IBC or the case for the infinite banking concept. Uh, this is a wonderful book, especially for uh, business owners. It also includes a copy of The End Asset, which was authored by Caleb Williams of Better Wealth Solutions. Uh, the Canadian version of The End Asset is uh, being released here later this quarter. It also includes uh, an abundance of uh, links to additional reading and audio resources. There's also a link in there to a documentary film on R. Nelson Nash that I commissioned back in September of 2017. It's a one hour film that'll give you a glimpse into the essence of the gentleman who founded, pioneered, developed uh, this process. And so all of these resources that if a person went to Amazon, for example, and you wanted to purchase these three books, you're gonna pay about 180 bucks to get them. And so that alone is an incredible value. And it's going to completely transform the way that you think about money and the way that you think about the banking function as it relates to you. It's gonna open up your imagination to an abundance of opportunity. And we also include with the Banker's Vault a complimentary uh, discovery session where we will meet with and have, uh, we're happy to review your real estate uh, portfolio, your program, not for the purposes of advising you on real estate, but for the purposes of advising you on how to create even more wealth with what you already have, without changing your cash flow, without making you work any harder, and without you ever losing control of your money. And so that's the irresistible offer. We're gonna provide a link uh, to you gentlemen to share in the show notes. Let us know when you get in touch with us that you heard um, this podcast and uh, we will uh, get that shipped right to your front door and we'll, we'll get you started on your journey of becoming your own banker. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't that good? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to have to take advantage of it as well. <laughs> All right. That's fantastic. The last time I met with Peter, he did give me the one book. So I already so have- that link will, that link will put down below, right? In the, in the show notes, or if you're uh, checking us out on our website, it'll be in the, in the notes on the, uh, on the link there on the site. Awesome. If you're watching the video, hopefully it popped up somewhere on the screen. Right? <laughs> yeah, we were chatting before the show about, hey, how can we get this link uh, up on the screen? So hopefully we're able to get that sorted out. See if we can do it. Um, guys, what's next for you? Where, where, what are your plans for the future here? Go ahead, Peter. Yeah, I think uh, so. Ascendant is an, a national company, as uh, Jason talked about. We support Canadians coast to coast. Um, Ascendant is growing. I'm part as a part of that growth. I'm located in the GTA. So we're going to be running a lot more events in the GTA in the coming months. You're going to see us out there. Uh, as I said, my passion is really to entrepreneurs and real estate investors. So we're going to do some very um, curated events uh, around that. So look for us to um, have those in the coming months. Um, specific dates. We're not sure when this podcast is going to come out. So we didn't put that out there, but we'll have it off our our site, ascendantfinancial.ca uh, slash events, or reach out to us and we'll, we'll be sure to uh, get you in touch on that. Um, the other way is obviously, um, you know, we've got the content. I think the end of the day is really to invest some of your time, whoever you learn, right? Whether or not it's an event that you come to, the book is definitely a must. I mean, even if you're not a reader, it's not that much reading, right? To, uh, to read Nelson's book. Um, and we all use it as our, it's the theory behind everything. We read it like very regularly. It's, it's something you, you, we find we uh, go back to on a regular basis or webinars. J Jason's got some really good content online as well. So um, that's a big thing. We're excited to see everybody um, out across Canada. I said, I'm in GTA, but we are running events 
uh, throughout the throughout the country. And I, I'll just uh, expand on that and just share with listeners. You know, Peter is uh, a real testament to, you know, embarking on this journey. Uh, he implemented it in his own personal life before even thinking about sharing it with others. And so for anybody who speaks with and meets with Peter, they're going to be in really good hands because he practices this process in his own life and he can speak from a place of authenticity in coaching others. And where we're going as Ascended Financial is uh, we're, we're growing. Uh, we're, we're always looking for wonderful, great people uh, to help us build a great company. Uh, we educate the general public through live events, through webinars, through um, you know, one-on-one discovery uh, meetings that we have. So there's uh, Peter's, you know, um, creating these really interesting meetups with entrepreneurs and established business owners, which is really exciting. And so we're out there and uh, we're sharing this message. And uh, we would encourage everyone at minimum, make sure that you get a hand, your hands on a copy of uh, the Banker's Vault. We'll get that shipped to you and have that discovery session. It doesn't cost you anything other than an investment of your time. And we'll certainly make it a very valuable use of your time. And the great thing about how we operate is we, uh, there's no solicitation. We're not trying to compel you or convince you uh, to do anything. There's no high pressure sales tactics or any of that uh, nonsense. This is all about educating you first. And once you catch this, you'll know exactly what to do. Yeah, I think it sort of sells itself. You don't really need any of that stuff. Yeah, like it's just, it's unnecessary. And you know, unfortunately, that kind of thing happens out there, regardless of what industry you're in. But for us, we really pride ourselves on clarifying through education first. And then once a person's ready, they understand the problem, which is banking, and they understand the solution, which is taking control of the banking function. And then we coach and help them along in their journey. And we don't want people to think who are listening, you do not have to be rich to become your own banker. You don't. We deal with, like I mentioned earlier, we have clients that put in as little as 100 a month. We have clients that put in six figures a month. Everyone's financial objectives are unique. And so that's why it's important to go through that discovery session. That's a common misconception out there is that you have to be wealthy and rich to do this. And I'm here to tell you that is not the case. If you want to take control of this banking function, we can help you understand how it can be an advantage for you individually. Now, it says you guys are going to be launching a podcast. You want to tell us about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the, the podcast is Wealth Without Bay Street. And uh, we're launching that. Uh, I think our first episode is uh, going to break onto the airwaves here in uh, two weeks time. So we're super excited. We've got, um, I think, six pre-recorded episodes. So the moment that Wealth Without Bay Street launches, you'll have a catalog of episodes to go through, which we hope you'll really find interesting. Um, as a... Uh, uh, a token of our gratitude, we're going to invite the both of you gentlemen to be interviewed on our podcast as well to promote your community and, and the value that you're bringing to so many listeners. Uh, but for people who want to check us out and want to get on the list to be notified of the launch, uh, you can uh, check us out at wealthwithoutbaystreet.com. That's wealthwithoutbaystreet.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, Wealth Without Bay Street on Facebook. We've also got a YouTube channel that's launching um, simultaneously with the podcast. And so the, the whole premise of Wealth Without Bay Street is to help Canadians create dependable wealth without investment risk, without market risk, without liquidity risk, and without tax risk. And so if those things 
resonate with you. How would you feel if you could eliminate those risks in your life? Then Wealth Without Bay Street is going to be a great resource for you to, uh, to get some further uh, education. I'm trying to find someone who that doesn't resonate with in my mind. I don't think, <laughs> or, or someone that this isn't for, because it's well, almost for everyone, really. Is there anyone that this is like, this is not for? No. And I'll share with you, uh, uh, pardon me, I, let me correct myself. This would, would not be for someone who suffers from a, a very debilitating uh, condition called the arrival syndrome. Now, this is a person who thinks they've learned everything there is to learn, that they know everything there is to know, and they can't be taught anything new. That would not be a process that would be suitable for that person because that person has lost the inspiration to learn something new. And so if, if you understand that there's no such thing as having arrived in knowledge, that there's always something new to learn, then we would encourage you to pursue your journey with this process. But if not, as long as you leave this podcast happy, that's okay too. You know what? I would agree with you too, because there's plenty of people that I talk to investors and that kind of thing where they don't even understand the concept of refinancing their, their house and pulling the equity out to go forward and use it again. Right. So, right. so there's definitely going to be people that just don't want to bother learning this kind of thing. And I can understand why that wouldn't be for them. Because well, and it, it, yeah, yeah. We, we would wish those people all the best. You know, it's, uh, this is just, it's a tool, it's a process that creates advantage for you, whether it's in your household or your business. And um, if, if that resonates with you, great. Uh, if it doesn't, that's okay too. Nobody's going to try to convince you that this is something that you should be doing. One more thing is coming, coming to mind and, and you know, before we get to wrapping up, but what is... Uh... What about health issues? If someone has a health, you know, we're all going off the, uh, an insurance policy, life insurance. So I'm assuming that you have to do some sort of uh, testing and stuff to make sure you're healthy. Is there any issues around that? Uh, it, that's one of the qu most frequently asked questions. What if I don't qualify? What if I don't qual qualify medically for the insurance? Right. The good news is, is that you don't have to be the life that is insured if you don't qualify medically. So you can own a policy on someone that you have a beneficial interest in, whether it's a parent, a joint venture real estate partner, a spouse, a child, a grandchild, uh, a niece, a nephew, a sibling. So there, there are so many different options available in terms of who the life insured is going to be. But the policy owner controls everything. The policy owner controls access to policy loans. The policy owner controls the named beneficiaries of the death benefit. The policy owner controls um, every element of that contract. And so even if you're for some reason not medically life insurable, if you have a beneficial interest in someone who is, then you can be the policy owner and that other person can be the life that is insured. And one more spit off that. Uh, I assume that a lot of people do this, put open up policies with their kids, like on their kids as they're as young as oh, yeah. they be basically. And then, I mean, how cool would that be once they're um, getting towards right away, but once they're 18, 20, 25, and they have a, long as well, it can be massive by that point, right? You know? Well, you know, I'll tell you, so my wife, Rebecca, and I, uh, I have to give uh, kudos to my wife, Rebecca. She's phenomenal because we have four children under the age of 12, and each one of our four children have five policies on their lives already. And so their financial experience through their lifetime is going to involve no loans. Uh, I say that again, no loans whatsoever from any outside lending institution all of the financing function will be controlled within the family. 
So their journey financially throughout their lifetime is going to be far different than mine was or, or all of us uh, on this podcast today. And so if you're listening and you have children, this is a process that you absolutely want to put into place for your children because you're creating intergenerational wealth, you're creating good stewardship of money, and you're eliminating the divisiveness that's been created out there. We've all been taught, hey, when you grow up, you're going to move out. You're going to start your own family. You're going to have your own bills. You're going to understand what it's all about when you have your own family. We don't talk that way. I let my family know I want all the loans in the family. I want the money coming back. That's what the wealthy do. They circle the wagons. They, have, they keep the money in the family. You can do this too, and you don't have to be wealthy to do it. Isn't that good? That's amazing. <laughs> So there's going to be tons of people that want to learn more about this. I want to learn more about yeah. it too. Um, how, how can people, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you guys? Get the vault. Step one, get that vault. It'll be the best 98 bucks you've ever spent. And if you get the vault and you disagree with me, send it back and I'll, I'll return the money. Get that vault in your hands. Read Nelson Nash's book first, becoming your own banker. Step two, Get on the horn. All the instructions will be inside the vault. Get on the horn, create your discovery call. It's one of the best hours that you'll spend in a lifetime. I guarantee it. And then if we establish a basis to work together, we describe to you what those next steps are based on your own unique financial objectives that we uncover in that discovery call. And all that it requires is for you to take action because there's a cost of inaction as well and it's called lost opportunity. So many people are gonna look back on their lives and they're not going to regret the things that they did. They're gonna regret the opportunities they didn't even take the time to investigate. And so get your hands on the vault and that will be your first step forward in this journey. Agreed, agreed. Uh, okay, yes, so the best way to get that vault is go to the link in our show notes uh, and you'll be sent right there and set up with that discount. So. That's how people should get in touch with you. I guess that's the best way. Thanks guys. I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing all this stuff. I've heard of this concept um, for the last couple of years. I, I, I guess I've been hiding under a rock. I don't know, but uh, it's been around for a long time apparently, but I guess it's just sort of come to the forefront of the um, real estate investing world that, that I live in anyways. I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of the misconception, the big one there, is that you have to have a lot of money to get involved in this. I think that's a I, I've heard that, and it's a that's probably a big one out there. I'm guessing so. That's great to know that you you may not need a lot of money. You may you may you know, hundred bucks a month is is right. is doable for a lot of people. Yeah, and all day I, long. And I think that everyone needs to have life insurance anyways. Like yeah. So oh, thank yeah thank thank you Rob for for sharing that. That's uh, that's so true, and. We, we've had to deliver, sadly, uh, a number of death benefits uh, to families. And not one of those families had said when they, when they got the money and they didn't have to share any of it with Revenue Canada, it was all income tax free. Not one of those families said, hey, you know, I wish the check was for less. Mm -hmm. And so we take that duty of care very seriously. And that's uh, another element of what we educate our prospective clients on is just how we handle uh, a catastrophe like that and how we're there for the family and how we're there to help uh, people, you know, to take the time to grieve as they should. 
and uh, to understand that they'll never have another bad financial day uh, in their lifetime. All right. Well, that's great. Um, also, look for the Wealth of Bay Street podcast and the uh, and and go on Facebook and check that out. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. Uh, Good to be with you. Hopefully, we'll have you back again and we'll talk about it once. Yeah, we'll, we can't wait to have you on Wealth Without Bay Street, so you can share uh, some great value with our listeners as well. Awesome, good stuff. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.